Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Heather Miller, who's Chief Marketing and Product Officer at uh, Breakthrough. And today we're going to talk about diving in what shippers need to know about 2022 transportation strategies. Now, Benjamin Franklin famously said that if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And this is you know, certainly true, but it doesn't uh, mean that coming up with a plan and a strategy is, is going to be easy, especially, you know, in an environment that's very, very uh, volatile and, and uncertain. So nonetheless, if you're a, you know, transportation executive, I mean, what do you need to think about and consider as you develop your plans and strategy for 2022? Well, that's the, the main theme of the discussion we're going to have today. And it's great to have you know, Heather back uh, on the program to share her insights and advice on this topic. So Heather, well, welcome back to the program. Hey, Adrian, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Great. Well, you know, be, be, before we went live here, we were kind of talking about the last time you were on the program. I think it was back in February of this year. And now here we are in December. So a lot has happened over the last, you know, 10, 11 months, hasn't it? A lot has happened. I wonder what Benjamin Franklin would have to say about the plans of this last year. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, in, in your role there at Breakthrough, I mean, you, you have a lot of conversations with shippers and you've got to pulse on what's going on there. So, I mean, what is what is top of mind for them right now as they plan ahead for 2022? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And, I, you know, I think the thing that's so interesting is even planning ahead feels like a Herculean effort, I think, for some of the people that I talk to right now, because the next month before we get to 2022 feels like it's going to be a lot. Um, and I do think, you know, December and then into early 2022, what feels most urgent to shippers is getting capacity. How do I make sure that I'm moving my products to market so that my consumers can buy them? Uh, and I don't think that pressure is going to immediately subside for us, you know, maybe once we get through the holiday season, the way that we might like to think it would. Um, so I think that's going to be present. But then thinking a bit more long term, uh, you know, one of the things that I see um, as a sign of promise, maybe as, as we're talking to shippers um, recently, is I think that shippers are starting to, again, consider what does a sourcing activity look like for me in 2022? I'd say in 2021, we see a lot of shippers say, I'm I'm just going to hold the course and figure out how to navigate this. Uh, and what I find hopeful about moving into 2022 is, you know, I'd say we're really hearing shippers consider how can I source? What would be an appropriate strategy for me? And how do I sort of pre-level set um, this space that I'm in? So I think that that is exciting. I think shippers are certainly preparing a sourcing strategy that is potentially more Agile and, agile and nimble than it was in the past. And then I think the other thing that's really on shippers' minds, and it's coming to life in many different ways, is the challenge of sustainability and sustainability goals at the corporate level coming into supply chain and coming into very specifically transportation and logistics. And how do we navigate that pressure um, on top of sort of the environment that we're in already? Yeah, and a lot of great points there, and I think I'm going to dive into some of those points that you just brought up in, in as we go on here. But um, you know, let's talk about one of the first things you talked about. You know, this focus on on getting capacity, right? And yeah. and you know, when I certainly when I talk to shippers, you know, the question always this time of the year is trying to make predictions about you know what's the market going to look like next year. 
And, and I always say that making supply chain logistics predictions is, is like throwing, you know, darts at a moving target, right? You know, so sometimes you get lucky and then you hit the bullseye and other times you miss the bullseye by, by a mile. Um, so, so based on what, you know, you're seeing and what you're hearing in the market, I mean, what are your, what are your predictions for capacity and rates in, in 2022? Yeah, let's let's see how I do here. We'll have to play this back next year. Um, but certainly we think that, you know, capacity and, and demand for transportation is going to remain high through Q2 2022. And then we're, you know, expecting to see some gradual relief. In fact, I'd say we're, we're maybe cresting at our highest level of, of demand um, requirements. We saw in the breakthrough ecosystem of shippers that October actually was our first year over year decline in freight demand. Um, so small relief, um, but maybe we've crested and we expect demand to be high, but start to come down. Um, and, you know, we think that we're going to end the year with still a bit of an uptick in rate pressure. Uh, we're thinking that we'll maybe end in January. Our forecast is looking like 270, 275 rate per mile, coming down maybe into mid 260s by the time we get into April-ish timeframe. So uh, that doesn't sound like tremendous relief, um, but maybe we've hit the peak. So that's sort of how we're thinking about it, what our what our advisor documents are saying right now. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, you know I do a lot of cycling, right? So when you know when you're climbing up a mountain, right? You know, and when when you're able to see the peak or you're able to see the top of the mountain, and then when you actually get there, you know, you might still have a little bit of climbing left, or at least it flattens out. But you at least know that you know there's no more you know uh, high elevation to go that you've. You've already crested. And uh, I yeah. think you're right. I think for a lot of shippers, I think, uh, you know, they're beginning to think that, hey, you know what, absent some kind of unexpected, uh, mm -hmm. something that happens, uh, you know, uh, maybe the worst is behind us. I mean, we might still be at this elevated environment for some time, but right. um, we can only go down from here or get some relief as, you know, more drivers come back into the market and, and uh, you know, equipment and so forth, you know, uh, come, comes in. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the other thing you brought up was which kind of the, the approach to procurement um, that, that companies are having. So, I mean, I, are you seeing, you know, companies take a, a different response, you know, approach in response to everything that's happening? I mean, it used to be, uh, and I know this is kind of outdated already for, you know, many shippers yeah. have moved beyond this where it's like, hey, you know, we do our annual bid and, and that's it, you know, uh, we'll, we'll wait till next year and see how it goes. Uh, you know, th those days are really behind us, right? Mm-hmm. We think so, um, but I think that it's a, and it depends answer. Um, so one of the things that I really like about what I'm seeing is uh, companies are appearing to be very thoughtful about what's the right fit for them. So there are some times when a full network annual RFP might make sense. We've got some shippers who beyond sort of the regular COVID changes that we've all been through and going through have uh, experienced some significant change in their networks acquisitions, divestitures, things that really require a new level setting. And that's a time when we think it makes some sense to do a full network RFP. Uh, it's just time to refresh our partners, figure out what fits, find new strategies. And so I want to be careful in saying that's dead, because uh, I do think there are some reasons why we might do that. But then I think that what we're really seeing is shippers thinking strategically about what do I need to change and why? What am I going after? Um, is there a cost play that makes sense for me at a facility or two? Is there a partnership that 
isn't working anymore for me and the carrier? And should we look at something different? How do I really narrow down my scope to get the increased capacity, decreased cost, increased service that I need? And I think that shippers are thinking more about that at a facility level or at a customer level or at a regional level instead of as a full national plan. You know, I, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I, I don't believe it's, you know, the traditional approach is dead either. And I think you brought up a great example as, you know, a scenario in terms of, you know, instances where doing a full bid and, and a full refresh makes sense, you know, certainly an acquisition or a merger or something like that. Um, but I think you also brought up something that you said, asking why, right? So why, why do we need to change or why does it make sense to focus on particular lanes or particular modes or things of that nature? So, so I think, you know, asking that why question, I think is, you know, it, it's very important. And, and then I think, you, you know, I think it's always, you know, the danger in anything, and I think it, it holds true here in, in procurement is, is to become complacent to, you know, and become too comfortable with the way we've always done things. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's asking the, those, those why questions and, and exploring opportunities, you know, that, that, that make a lot of sense. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit now about, and certainly this plays a role in, in, in procurement, you know, in light of all the kind of the volatility and the uncertainties out there, I mean, how can shippers leverage data and technology to become more agile and more responsive? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what you're describing is, is so true. Inertia is really powerful <laughs> and you sort of need a force to change it. And, you know, we really think that force is data. Um, how else do you change something with, without being able to identify that it's broken in maybe a, a better way? Um, and so certainly finding those data platforms, data partners that can help illustrate that are, are super important. When we're thinking about transportation and about procurement, certainly that data focuses on where capacity is available. So really being able to understand network fits, um, price, Obviously price is always going to be a part of the conversation when we're thinking about procurement outcomes. And so if we're not going to go to market with a full RFP, how do we prove that we have a fair price? Uh, and how are we able to avoid sort of that RFP need as justification? And so making sure that you are able to find a provider that can, can give you data and information around what's an appropriate contract price and not only allow you to feel confident in the relationship that you're getting into between a shipper and carrier, but being able to speak to that internally as well, uh, change management internally is real and is a challenge. Uh, and certainly data is, is needed to help sort of justify maybe why an RFP isn't needed. So, you know, data around capacity, data around price, and then data around service and data around how the relationships have been serving you. Um, and really that comes oftentimes from our own historical data footprints in a transportation network. You know, relationships that work uh, have a certain data footprint as far as service is concerned and relationships that don't work become pretty clear when you get down to the data and what compliance or on-time pickup or on-time delivery looks like, whatever is important in your network. Um, and being able to use the data as a way to assess the effectiveness of those relationships um, before really any strategy is enacted is, is foundational, I think. Yeah, you know, I think it was it was Deming that said, right? You know, in, in God we trust; all others, you know, bring bring data, must bring data. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you can't just you know act on you know they might there, there is something to having a gut feeling or gut reactions, but you know uh, that can only take you so far. You really need you know to to leverage data and to get those insights that perhaps go beyond what your experience has been historically or what your gut feeling tells you, because 
sometimes your gut feeling is wrong and you know the the data kind of you know bears that out or more importantly you know provides a window to areas of opportunity that you might not have you know you know thought about um so so definitely i mean i think one of the things moving forward that's going to be important is I think, the, I think one of the lessons learned has been that the whole industry really needs to become more data driven, whether it's, you know, certainly shippers, carriers, everyone in the industry is becoming much more data driven. That's why, you know, those that are able to leverage the power of the network and, and network based data, uh, you know, to provide that those insights is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be critical, you know, moving forward. Um, so, so as a way to wrap up, you know, and again, you brought up uh, sustainability, maybe that's one of the factors. I mean, are there any other factors or trends that shippers, you know, should think about, you know, incorporating in their transportation strategies in, in 2022 and beyond? Yeah, certainly. I, you know, I think that we're at a really, really exciting time uh, where a lot is changing in the industry. So certainly this data in transparent platforms of data where we can share comfortably data with each other, I think is so important. Uh, and that's, of course, appropriate data sharing, but between shippers for collaborations and shippers and carriers for better relationships and really third party providers all the way around the industry. So I think this trend of data platforms appropriately used is, is super important because I think it's that trust uh, in partnerships that's going to move us into the future. And then I think it's a really exciting time in transportation when we think about new sort of physical assets that are coming to play. So one of those is, you know, in equipment. And when we think about autonomous vehicles and what that means, especially in a market, when we think about the capacity constraints that we, that we have, you know, what autonomy unlocks for long haul trucking is something that feels really exciting to me. We're really thinking about you know, what I, what I consider a new mode of transportation. Um, that's exciting to think about. Certainly data networks are gonna be essential to unlock the capabilities that exist there. You know, I think we're also in this really interesting time in um, the evolution of energy and what energy types look like for commercial transportation, whether our future looks like electric or hydrogen fuel cell or maybe solar someday. Like I think we're really in this time where things are evolving and, and a, a different future of many fuels in a single transportation network is, is not crazy, is probably a reality in the next few years. And so that's really exciting to me. And then certainly this topic of sustainability. You know, we talked a lot, and I think the transportation industry has talked forever about service, capacity, cost as sort of the three pillars that we're always managing against. You know, we really believe that sustainability and emissions are becoming a fourth variable on the plate of transportation. And so how do we think about the decisions that we're making, the new technologies that are coming into play, and what the trade-offs are? Uh, how do we create KPIs that are not only accounting for in stock and on time, but also an emissions factor? Uh, I think that these are things that are not so far off in the future and create complexity, but also create opportunities. Uh, and so there's going to be no shortage of change and plans to, to you know, capture the benefit of that change, I think, in the future for us. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as you were talking there and all the things you brought up, you know, you got the, you know, autonomous trucks, you know, make continuing to make progress, you know, uh, alternative fuel vehicles, whether it's electric or uh, uh, otherwise, uh, you talk about sustainability, you know, all of these things are having an impact uh, on transportation today. And, you know, just looking at, 
kind of their progression, you know, they're going to continue to have an impact in, in, in the years ahead. I think the one thing, you know, we may not be, you know, our crystal balls may not be, you know, uh, perfect when it comes to trying to predict, you know, rates and capacity and everything else, I mean, which is why, you know, having a pulse on real-time data and information is so important because, you know, the, the, the key is not so much to making a prediction right now and then aligning everything to it and then be wrong and be completely off course. You know, the key is really, you know, as, as you talked about, you know, the, the data platforms and the sharing of data and information to be able to keep a pulse on what's really happening so you can make those course corrections, you know, over time, whether those course corrections are mode changes or doing procurement bids or whatever the case might be. Uh, but I think the one thing that's for certain is that uh, there's never going to be a dull day in transportation in 2022 and perhaps ever because there's a lot of exciting, you know, change and opportunities, uh, you know, on the horizon here. Um, so, Heather, again, great, great conversation. You, you know, like I always say at the end of all our episodes, we managed to scratch the surface on, on these topics, but you provided some great insights and advice and, and food for thought for, for our audience around thinking ahead in 2022 and beyond with regard to a transportation strategy. So again, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Thanks for having me. It was great to chat with you, Adrian. Great. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the uh, Breakthrough uh, website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Heather, you can post it there. And I'm sure that she'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.